team how are we welcome back i think i mean every time we do this i don't know what number we're on let's go episode 24 maybe um hope you're well wherever whenever you are listening to this it is for me currently sunday morning and i'm sitting in my dressing gown drinking a can of monster which is pretty standard for me isn't it so if you hear like this noise at any point. It's just me. I'm a little Superman monster. So today, what I wanted to talk to you all about is something that we speak about a lot in check-ins, if you are a client of mine, obviously. Um, Especially with new clients and it's not something that, you know, we formally speak about, but it's just something that we do try and implement within our habits. However, what I'm finding at the moment is, you know, some of you are still struggling with this or some of you aren't quite realising and and maybe being really tough on yourselves and expecting this to happen overnight. So basically today I want to talk to you about the thoughts that drive some of our disordered habits around food and exercise. Now, don't panic when I say disordered because I'm not saying that you guys have eating disorders. Obviously, I wouldn't be working with you if you did. But a lot of the people that I work with do have disordered eating habits um, and disordered exercise habits. So I guess what we're going to talk about today is what keeps us within these habits. All right. Now, it's all well and good knowing that you have these habits, knowing that they're not helping you, feeling really stuck and reaching out and saying, Sky, please help me. I'm having these, you know, the I've got habits and I'm engaging in things that I know are not good for my mental or physical health. Please, can you help me? That is amazing. That is the first step. The second step is now recognising the thoughts that are driving these behaviours. Because if you don't address these thoughts, you're going to keep engaging in these behaviours. So, basically that's what we're going to talk about today is the thoughts that tend to drive these behaviors and some activities that we can do and we need to do these over time this is not something that you're going to just do once as with anything you're not just going to do it once and be like oh boom that's gone that habit's gone I I killed it right that's it you know normally I do this but today I didn't because there are going to be times when you do practice these activities and it it still doesn't go to plan it's all about the repetition it's all about persevering and not every day or meal or moment is going to go the way that you want it to but it's always a chance to learn and explore it a little bit further I hope that makes sense you know what I'm like I love a ramble so let's crack into it um the first one that we use quite a lot is getting you to externalize these thoughts so what I mean by that is instead of accepting a thought that comes into your head as a command as something that you must then you know take as gospel and act on you want to try and externalize it and then diffuse it and what this does is just gives us um space and helps us to choose an opposite or a different course of action Okay, so let me give you an example. You may have a thought that says you're bloated, so you can't eat today. And that's a really common one that I get. Women feel bloated and then they assume that bloated 
gives them this feeling of fatness, therefore they feel fatter and they are scared of, this is a common fear, they are scared of gaining weight. So then they go, okay, the action is I'm not going to eat today, which is obviously a disordered eating thought and habit. That's, that's not the way that we want to be thinking. So instead of accepting that thought as a command, you change it and you go, mm, my disordered eating habits and thoughts are telling me that because I'm bloated that I shouldn't eat today. However, what I'm going to do is I'm going to eat foods that nourish me. I'm going to give my body what it actually needs, regardless of being bloated. And actually maybe thinking what is going to help my bloating, because not eating is not going to help it. Drinking lots of water, eating fibrous foods, getting lots of vitamins and minerals in the next few meals. Yes, maybe you reduce your overall meal volume, Maybe you have a fruit smoothie or something that's really easy to to stomach rather than eating a bowl of fruit and yogurt or whatever you might be eating. So yes, you might have actions that are in line with, okay, I feel uncomfortable, then what do I do? But it's not something that is negative. It's not a, a action that negatively impacts your health because if you always engage in that behavior, you're going to stay stuck. I feel bloated, I'm not eating you stay in that cycle. And every time you feel bloated again, you do it again. So you need to externalize that thought of, okay, I'm recognizing this thought, that is my disordered eating, talking to me, telling that I shouldn't eat. That is not actually what I need to do. What my body needs is X, Y, Z. So that's a really, really easy, I say easy, it's a really simple thing to start to work on. If that's the one thing that you work on, would start there, because that's great. Second, is it's pretty similar to that, but it's about challenging that thought or that voice. This is more about the voice because there is a voice. There are there are obviously thoughts that are tied to actions, but then there's a voice, and this voice can kind of sometimes give um, an opinion, and it, and it feels like it's your opinion when technically it's not. Remember that all these things, these habits, these thoughts have been put there externally. <clears throat> so, challenging this voice. When you, and this maybe is more related to after the fact, um, a feeling of guilt, or even before something happens, a feeling of guilt. Um, So what we're doing when we challenge the voice is we're asking, what is the evidence for this, this thought, this voice that's talking right now? What is the evidence for what it is saying? For example, if you eat chocolate after dinner, you're going to gain weight tomorrow. Okay, what is the evidence for that? Because logically, eating a little bit of chocolate or even a bar of chocolate does not contain enough energy within it to physically make me gain weight. I know that. I know that logically. So then that thought is not true. And you're challenging that voice. That can really help you to remove that guilt. Because if you have to think about what is the consequence of me also believing this thought. So we're challenging the voice, but we're also thinking what is the consequences of me believing that thought? If I believe that eating this chocolate is going to undo all my hard work or make me gain weight tomorrow, then I'm probably going to end up feeling guilty, eating even more, way above what I actually want or I need because I think oh well I fucked it let's just try again tomorrow and then I actually may end up gaining weight because I then eat an excess amount of calories okay and you know then end up feeling worse than you did before where the alternative you simply accept that you've randomly eaten some chocolate 
logically it's not going to make you gain weight you're not hungry you don't need any more food so let's just draw a line on it so challenging that voice is really important but also asking you know what are the consequences if I give into this voice what is going to happen what has happened to me before um that's kind of another really really cool task to engage in Another one that you can do, which is actually like a, more of a kind of physically writing down, brainstorming, journaling, whatever you want to call it, is thinking about your automatic responses versus your rational responses. So what I mean by that is think about, because again, right, you guys will come to me and go, these are my habits. These are the things that I do that I know are bad. I overeat at night. I snack loads throughout the day. And you give me this list of these problematic behaviours that you've got that are holding you back from reaching your goals. But all you want to do is you want to stop them. I just can't stop them. Well, you need to really understand what is going on to drive that and then come up with an alternative. So this is where we get automatic versus rational responses. So make a list of all these kind of problematic or automatic responses that you have when it comes to food and exercise and then come up with rational responses to that. For instance, I feel sad. My automatic response is ordering a takeaway because that will cheer me up. Okay, the rational response is, I feel sad, confiding in a friend will cheer me up. Those are the kind of things that you want to be thinking about. So whether it's an emotion or something that you do, what is then your knee-jerk reaction after that? And what is a better reaction? And literally make a list. You keep that list wherever you want. You refer back to it. You can put it somewhere where it can be seen. If you don't want other people to see it, then maybe you put it in your journal, in your diary, and you go back to it and you read it every day. And maybe even like keeping a bit of a mental tally of the times that you have picked rational responses over automatic ones. And over time, maybe you find that you are automatically picking more rational responses and it's not such a a, a laboured process it, it becomes more automatic and um, that's another really good one and there's loads of different formats you can do that in if you have the emotional eating log which all of you have access to um I think that's in there too um that's more about you know what actions match your emotions better than just simply food and then the last one or the last two really um the next one's more about specific rules that you have around things. Because um, we all can have disordered eating thoughts or little voices in our head that niggle at us about our weight, our shape, our eating habits, you know, the types of food that we're eating, all that kind of things that are not true. Sorry, monster sip break. But some people a little further along may have really specific rules. So it might be, not eating carbs after six it might be only ever doing exercise fasted it might be only eating sugar-free whatever you know th those types of rules that, that are restrictive and the problem with rules is is that you know if you break them that's it you know all hell breaks loose there's no flexibility this is a rule and you must stick to this at all times um, what I try and get people to focus on is guidelines and they are more flexible. Um, and that means that things are context dependent. If you are sitting at home working all day, right, there is a difference between having a flapjack for a snack when you're just bored and you're procrastinating and you just want to get away from your desk. 
that's not very helpful versus when you are out on a big walk with your family and maybe you're doing a peak like mam tour or something like that and you want to sustain energy so you have a flapjack drawer in that maybe you're not hungry but you know I'm expending more energy and I need this it's not a boredom thing so if you had a rule that said no snacking between meals that's not helpful because there are situations where snacks are useful so back to food rules what we want to be doing is we want to actively be disobeying the food rules that we have. Um, and, you know, this is about knowing your food, food rules and, again, addressing them. My old habits tell me to this, but healthier habits need me to do this. So, for instance, my old habits tell me to skip breakfast and lunch because that's going to save calories. However, healthier habits need me to eat regular meals so that I don't end up binging on a night time. You're replacing the old habit with something else. Old habits tell me I need to do hours of cardio to earn my food, but healthier habits tell me that I need and deserve food regardless, and I should only do exercise that I want and enjoy doing. So it is quite similar to automatic versus rational responses but it's more about my food rules my old habits and you need to you need to tell them that they are you need to kind of identify them as old habits because the more you identify with them as you know a part of you currently you it's really hard to get rid of them because you won't believe that they can be an old habit if you are identifying with them currently so you need to be like okay my old habits say this my new healthier habits need me to do this And then you practice doing that. And it is a practice. You're not always going to be able to do this day on day on day. If you have a day where you're mentally strained because of a different situation, you're stressed from work, you're stressed because of your family, you didn't sleep very well. Um, You know, generally, you've just got some anxiety about stuff. That's going to make it harder. But it doesn't mean that it's impossible. The more you practice it, the more you gain trust and belief in yourself that you can make these habits old habits. And then the last one is all about the things that I say to you, getting curious and experimenting, all these things that I'm saying, you will never know if it works if you don't try it. How will you know that that won't work if you don't try it? That that goes for absolutely anything. And it's scary. And it's outside of where you currently are. And you're scared to leave this zone because of the implications. But what are the implications of staying where you are now? What are the implications of keeping these disordered thoughts and habits in place? They're far worse than whatever you fear. You may be fear that you're going to gain a bit of weight. In the grand scheme of things, is gaining weight bad? No. Is it better than staying where you are? 100% yes. And some of you won't even gain weight. So we need to experiment, okay? If you have a fear of, right, if I eat one cookie, I'll end up eating five. That, yeah, go through all the steps. Is that true? How do I know? What is the evidence? Is that logical? Is that my kind of fear talking is my fear of weight gain talking there what you need to do then is you need to go and eat a cookie and maybe you do it every other day maybe you do it every day and you need to test this belief because doing that will show you that actually you're not going to eat five cookies every time you eat one and this is leading into what we call habituation. I've done this with so many of my clients. They come to me and go, I can't have this in the house because then I, I just binge on it and I eat it. The reason that you're binging on it and eating it 
in excess is because you are telling yourself not to eat it and you're restricting it. So as soon as you have one, the floodgates open or you're eating it when you're hungry, which is just silly. Um, if it's something you enjoy, don't eat it when you're starving hungry. Wait until you've eaten something else before and then sit and enjoy it. Um, so testing that belief. If you eat one cookie, you'll eat five. Well, let's do it every night this week and see what happens. I bet you don't eat five cookies every night. Um, and it just shows you that these thoughts are not accurate. Another one, uh, if I don't work out every day, all my progress will be undone. Okay, let's test that belief then. Let's drop our training from six days to five days and see how different you feel. Bet you don't feel that different. In fact, I bet you feel better. Then let's drop it from five days to four days. I've done this with other clients as well. Again, they come to me, they're training every day. Um, and, you know, they come to me and other guys, oh, it makes me feel better. I feel really good. I love training every day. I'm like, mm, I bet you'd feel better if you trained less and rested a bit more. Um, but again, they have this fear of, but I won't be able to keep, you know, my fitness, my strength, even the body that you've got. And to be honest, 98% of all the thoughts and the fears that you have around food and exercise are to do with you trying to control your body and your shape. And that's for another podcast because that's on body image. That's on body image. But for now, we're concentrating on this. So experiment on yourself. Test the beliefs that you have that are scaring you and holding you back to show yourself that these thoughts are not accurate. Was that four things or five? I don't know. I think it was five. But these are things that I talk to you guys week in, week out in check-ins about. And I want you to know that this is something, and this is why I put it on your habit trackers, because it's got to be a habit. It's got to be something that you practice week in, week out. You can't just do it once or twice and then be like, oh no, but I'm still engaged in this behavior. Of course you are. You can't undo a behavior that you've potentially had for years in a couple of months. Well, maybe you can in a couple of months, but like in a couple of days or a couple of weeks, that is not how it's going to work. As with any habit that you have built up, you have to regularly engage in it. You know, all these negative habits that you have, they came around because you consistently engaged in them. That's why you have them now and they're hard to break. It's the same. You need to re-engage in new behaviours until they become habit. I hope that was helpful. Um, it is a Sunday, so I kind of wanted to do it today because, you know, this is the day when you start to think about these things, these thoughts creep in, that voice is there. We may be engaged in some automatic responses. So, have a think on this, have a little scribble, a journal about it, experiment on yourself this week, if you are my client and you are checking in this week, come to check in with thoughts around this if you have them and we will discuss in more detail, but I will leave it there on that note, I hope you are well and I will catch you all for the next episode which is more of a Q&A type episode, I've, I've collected some of your questions so I'm going to be answering them, so it'll be a random one but it will probably hopefully be an interesting one um but as always thank you for listening and peace